0: I went to Palestine. And this is what I saw. A game of revolutionary chess. Thousands of cell phones watching every move. The rock thrower. The screamer. The Halloween mask. The flag waver. The slogan on the wall spray painter. The woman having a nervous breakdown. The exhilaration of common cause. The effervescence of chaos. Thousands upon thousands of faces. Drunk on freedom and adrenaline. I went to Palestine. And this is what I saw looking down from above. The delicate rainbow of water cannon mist. A single spent tear gas canister resting quietly on the street, trampled upon by a sea of angry pride. Oh, how I wanted to bring it home to show you. And big old proud water cannon truck number 63535, the same one I recognized on CNN two days later, causing mayhem in another part of town. Hey, I know you. And oh yeah, while I'm on the subject of television, while all this is going on, mainstream media is broadcasting cooking shows. I went to to give a masterclass, and this is what I learned. To shower with cold water after exposure to tear gas. Hot water only makes your body absorb the poison. That vinegar, lemon juice, and milk afterwards can help ease the pain. That rubbing Vicks rub in your nostrils beforehand also takes away some of the sting. That revolution in the streets is not for the chil- for children or the elderly. They're not built for this kind of chemical attack on the senses, let alone the whack of the water cannon. That historic moments come suddenly, unexpectedly. That a social contract should be of and for the people, not despite the people. That I'm a little more scared, that I'm more than a little scared by all of this. That I don't want my eyes to burn. Or my lungs to fail that it only takes one trigger happy finger before the bullets start flying and that i've never ever felt comfortable in a crowd or wanted to be a member of any club and that i certainly don't want to die but i just can't stay away
1: Tracks from Abroad. Tracks from
2: Abroad. Tracks from Abroad. Tracks,
3: Tracks, Tracks from Abroad. Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. I'm very happy to bring you this show today, episode number 43 on Palestine. We have two fantastic interviews coming to you very soon, uh, and I just want to tell you a little joke, which is that I just got off from the dentist, and they shot me up with all sorts of uh, numbing agents in my upper lip, so if I'm talking a little silly, that's the reason why. <laughs> kind of bad timing, but anyhow, I'm going to get through it, and I'm going to introduce to you these amazing interviewees we have coming up. First, Nadine is a UFT student. She's a neuroscience major, and you're going to hear all about her and her death dancing, which I learned about on this show. You're also going to hear from Bashar Murad. Bashar Murad is a Palestinian pop artist. He just came to Toronto to perform at Basement 254. I can already tell my upper lip is kind of bothering me. (laughs) Anyway, he just performed at Basement 254, and he has got some cool interest in fashion and uh social social justice on the whole now i just got an email recently from a jeremy shoot jeremy was uh some guy out there in toronto who just wanted to know where he could find old tracks from abroad shows um of course that's a great question you can go to tracks from abroad on mixcloud you can just search tracks from abroad on spotify or visit tfa.radio on instagram And that last one is where you're going to find all sorts of video content. Uh, You're going to see my face. You're going to see what I look like. You're going to see my weird uh, numb lip, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, TFA.radio is the place to be where you can see all of our shows. That's pretty much all I got for Palestine. We've got some awesome music today, two great interviews, and that's all I got. Everybody, thank you for listening. I'm Jesse McDougall. Enjoy the show. Today we are joined by a U of T student. Nadine, welcome to our show.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me.
3: It's really fun to meet new people on the show, obviously, and I just met you for the first time. Your friend Colby, who's also in the studio, he may not talk, but he's (laughs) over there. He's holding it down with us, making us feel good. Um, We just discussed where we're from. You said you're from Ohio.
2: I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I was born there and I went to school there my entire life. Cool. And then I decided to come to U of T because my dad is a Canadian citizen. Same here, yeah. And I heard they had a good neuroscience program, so.
3: So you study neuroscience and you just, it sounds like you came from Convocation Hall, which is an iconic yes. building. Tell us about Con Hall.
2: It is huge. I was not expecting that. Was it I've, your first time
3: there? It was my first okay, time Okay, this there. is a moment, everybody. Con Hall is a.
2: Yeah, I was um, supposed to be in a class there last semester, but it went online because oh, of okay. COVID. Oh, so I never And out.
3: now where did you sit? Because that really determines you can sit way up front, you can sit like... Five. Perfect
2: spot. It was the first row of the oh, first nice. balcony in the center.
3: You studied neuroscience. Yes. And what year are you going into?
2: Um, I'm in my third year right now. And i um, really excited. <laughs> oh, cool.
3: That's great. And there's a lot to be excited for. One thing I noticed was that in your Instagram bio, you have the Flags of Palestine... And also the flag of Germany.
2: Yes. What's that doing there? So my mom is fully Palestinian, but my dad is half German, half Palestinian mm. from Berlin. So his mom is fully German.
3: Half German, half... Pa- what What is his story? How did he get from Middle East to the Europe?
2: So um, his dad actually was traveling through Germany, and then he ended up in Berlin, and then he met my grandma. Okay. And they just got married and came to the U.S. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Um, when I'm trying to get some background knowledge on what people like to do, it's you said you did a little dancing, some yes, sort of okay. Palestinian dancing. I'd love to hear about so
2: that. So debkat is a traditional uh, folk dance in Palestine, and uh, you dance it well at weddings any ceremonies, and it's a really nice way to get together with people that you don't know okay. and just dance with each other. Mm-hmm. I was like part of a, a group called PCRF. It's the Palestinian Children Relief Fund, and okay. they basically Uh, gather donations and they bring people not just from Palestine but the whole Middle East who need surgeries specifically kids uh, like life-saving surgeries like cleft lip or like heart surgery to the US and so I was doing a dance during their gala event Mm. and then I'd also like help gather donations.
3: Those surgeries, are those not available in, in those areas of the world? What's, no, is it expensive? Or? They're
2: extremely expensive. Okay. Um, and the areas that, that we bring the kids from are very poor areas, and they don't have the supplies. They gotcha. don't have the doctors. Yeah. So it's really nice to be able to... Be a part of something like that.
3: That's a very nice effort. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Middle East and would you want to go?
2: I've been to Jordan and I've been to Egypt. I've never been to Palestine. Uh-huh. Um, I'm hoping to go soon because it's getting a little scary there. Sure. So I'm hoping next summer or after University. Okay,
3: well, great. It's very nice to have Nadine here on the show. We are excited to talk about Palestine and we're going to take a music break. It's always nice to mix some music into the show. Here's some music right here on Tracks from Abroad. We will be back in just a moment.
4: I'm not am
2: I'm Nadine from Palestine, and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM.
3: Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall and you just heard some Palestinian music brought to us by Nadine. She's our guest here today, UFT student. Nadine, as I'm looking through your Instagram page, I see one celebration that is not so familiar to me as an American, Eid. Yes. Tell us about this celebration of Eid.
2: Okay, so Eid is a three day celebration after the month of Ramadan where uh, Muslims fast for 30 days from sunrise to sunset and it's a way to feel with people around the world who don't have as much food and it's just to humble yourself to be peaceful and mm. to just like stay away from everything that could cause harm to yourself or now others. think about
3: this you're, you're also an american you're probably familiar with christmas christmas and thanksgiving are completely the opposite you're trying to eat as much yeah. as basically as possible
2: <laughs> during ramadan your stomach shrinks a lot but the day after like everyone goes crazy, oh, okay. but then you realize, oh, I can eat breakfast and then you eat breakfast and then you're full, mm-hmm. but you want to keep eating. Uh, interesting. Okay, so, cool. yeah.
3: What other parts of Palestinian culture were in your childhood and growing up? The dance we'd love to hear about, but any anything else? Food. My okay. mom
2: was really good at introducing me and my brother to traditional Palestinian dishes and breakfast and stuff. And I really enjoyed that
3: okay <laughs> for example what is there a lot of meat dishes are they more curry like what are they like? um
2: it's a lot of rice dishes with some sort of meat usually either lamb or chicken mm-hmm. and then a sauce nice and my favorite one is called metlubet, and it's um a rice dish that's cooked in chicken broth and then mm. it has either eggplant or cauliflower okay. my mom made that a lot and you make it in a big pot you flip over the pot and it stays
3: <laughs> you flip the whole thing and it just the falls entire out thing, yep Oh, but man, it stays in a perfect strong. shape nice but, yeah. uh, a couple of shows ago we did we did egypt our second time returning to egypt and there was a dish called molochia oh, which I, I love that you so like much? that one yeah. too <laughs> so i actually got to try it at the nile river restaurant on college street uh-huh. we went over there so it's interesting to hear are there overlaps between the different dishes you've you've had this one before is that something that might be served in Palestine?
2: Yes, it definitely is a traditional Palestinian dish. But um a lot of Arabs just know how to cook dishes from other Arabic countries. Like mm-hmm. my mom will cook mensaf, which is another one of my favorites from Jordan, or okay. she'll make mulukhiyah.
3: Cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. When I, uh, again, am looking at social media, this is one way that I see what students yeah. are up to because there's no Wikipedia page for whoever it is. The word Habibi comes up quite a bit. <laughs> are there multiple meanings? Are there multiple uses? What is this word? "habibi"? So
2: Habibi just means my love. And I guess growing up here and not back in the Middle East, um, it's an easy word to teach your friends. Yeah who don't speak Arabic and then they just use it for everything and they call everyone Habibi. Uh Yeah. um, I would say probably mashallah a lot and it's kind of a way to look at something, be amazed and um, appreciate it without any bad motive behind it, like jealousy Hmm. or anything. But that's also another word that everyone uses and I'm surprised they know what that word is, but I don't think they know what it means.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Well, is there maybe another Palestinian song that you could suggest for us to play?
2: I recently heard you spoke to Bashar Murad, who is a Palestinian artist.
3: Yeah, we're going to have the rest of the interview with that guy, Bashar Murad. He's come here to play in Toronto, and that'll be in the next part of the show. But let's play one of his tracks. Great suggestion. We'll be back right here on Tracks from Abroad.
5: كل are going to be a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of ما أخذ خفو لا في وصلي ولا إرسال لا ما تجيش ما تحكي ما بدي أطلع أنا مبسوط في العلبه ما بدي أسمع ولا كلمه خليها <تصفيق> روى
3: tracks from abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. We are talking today about the country of Palestine. As you know, if you're a listener, we go to a different country every single week. We welcome U of T students who are from or have some ties to that country. Today we're here with Nadine. Nadine, uh, we were just, we talked about Depke, this dance at the start of the show. Why is it important to you and what would you like to do with it?
2: Um, it's really important to me because it's a way to connect with my culture in North America because I have not spent enough time in the Middle East. And I would really like to start a Depkit Club at U of T before I graduate Mm. because I think it would be a really fun way to introduce other people who might not be Palestinian to something I really enjoy about my culture.
3: One thing I like about Tracks from Abroad is that I hope it can continue because, I mean, walking around today, you must have seen all the many different colors and sizes and all people from all around the world who are students at U of T. Um, so, there's so there's so many uh, people to talk to, essentially, that I hope this show continues after I graduate. Same for you. I'm, I mean, there's going to be Palestinian people I'm coming to UFT for a long, long time. Have you met any other Palestinians?
2: I actually have not met very many. I mm-hmm. met, I think, one Palestinian since I've been here at U of T. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that as I also join other Palestinian clubs at U of T that already exist, I get to meet more people.
3: And when you met that first one, what did you guys connect over? Food. <laughs> you connected over yes. food, yeah.
2: Just what our moms cooked. Uh-huh. But it was really interesting because he came from Palestine while I came from Ohio. So it was interesting to see like his different perspective mm-hmm. on North America.
3: Now, last question. When I think of Ohio— Pretty white place to be. I'm from Vermont, so I'm just—I've never actually been to Ohio, but it's in the United States. Were there many Palestinians or Arabs in that part of the world? Did you feel at home there?
2: Actually, there is a really large Arabic community in Columbus, in Columbus. where I am from. Nice. It's really nice because over the summer I worked at an Arabic restaurant. Cool. As a cashier, busser type person, and a lot of Arabs came in, and a lot of new faces, and a lot of faces I've seen before. But it was really nice to see that there's a pretty big community there.
3: And what was your favorite dish at the restaurant that you got (laughs) after hours the chef would dish it out to you? What was your favorite?
2: My favorite dish would probably be anything on the charcoal grill. So lamb chops, chicken kebab, beef kebab, any meat on the grill.
3: Sounds delicious. It's it's uh, often on every single show that food will come up. We, we all love to talk yes. about our tasty, favorite foods. Nadine, thank you very much for coming on to the show. We'd love to hear about Palestine.
2: Thank you so much again. Let's nice go. job.
6: Well done. كل الصفوف نتفطن تارك الحزن يغرق لوبنا
5: راديا يكون ضيوف في الظلم ببيوتنا والآين نقلب كمان مرة صرنا ضيوف في اللي غير مرغوب فينا مكتوب لي نضلنا راب على أرضنا بعد من وطننا مين يهمه هم دمنا حكمنا حكم صهيوني ديمقراطي ديمقراطي
6: للنفس الصهيونيه وصهيوني للنفس العربية يعني الممنوع له ممنوع للمسموح له ممنوع للمسموح للمقوع له لأنه إنك الكياني. محاو مازال يمحي ألواني تاريخ ناس جدادي يغسل دماغ أولاد التوعى حاضر ما يمثلها جنسيه زنان بلا ونشرب ميطها طولنا أنوحنا من الشعب والشعب والشعبي حسرتنا أنوحنا غرمة أنا غريب في بلادي
1: لوين
5: همسات سبقنا إشارات تغضانا أهرانا ناسي النو جدادنا أسس المباني وإخواننا ما زال عمره أساسا وأساس سعر بالمسجد والدير وأخيرها ناس من بلاد غير تصرخني ترانسفير إحنا شاكينا قوانين هاد حقوقنا كاتم صوتنا داخل حط الأخضر هادم بيوتنا البطالة تحومنا نربط فقر وفقر رب يقولنا لكن تحي قلوبنا اللي تحي جذورنا اللي ندونا خوانا بطلي مأسي شعبي كتبت لأدري العالم لليوم عملنا إسرائيليين وإسرائيلة بكرة تعملنا فلسطينيين غرب في بلادي لما الحجر بالإيد 13 شهيد علاء وطننا عماد وطننا أكتمر الاسود أثبت إنه الإياد بدمنا إذا الكل فيهم وليد تحت الاحتلال كيف مش رامي الماضي برامي حاله كسيف الماضي يعارك عارك سلاح الحاسب ضمنا مي يقتل الصوت المصلح برصاصه الحي ودمعت الأم تصيح أنا أسيل عخط عربي محمد والمسيح يا جبل ما يهزنا ريح انضل رامز القوميه وسام الحرية شعلت أجداد ضمنوا للروح الشبابية أنا غريب ببلادي لكن احمد رب متمسك برأسي بتراسي لادوني خاين عربي الداخل بتمانيو اربعين ويدك عراسك احنا جزور فلسطين لطول العمر
7: لوينارو الغرب احتلت داري قالت للروح حط
5: نهلك يحمي الغالي
1: فلا تضغط وكتبتي وقفت وجلب الغالي يتيمان حالي الحافي حملت دمي عليك اخي وصمت العشب
5: فوق قبور أسلافي في اناديكم اشد
3: على يابيكم
4: CIUT 89.5 The Sound of Your City.
3: Hey everybody, this is Jesse McDougal, your host, coming in to say thank you to Nadine again very much for coming on the show and coming on at short notice as well, fitting it in between classes. Um, Nadine was a little hesitant at the top of the show. to She didn't know what we were going to talk about and neither did I because every conversation goes differently and we just talk about whatever we want. So It's pretty low stakes for any students who want to come on. And One show that I want to do coming up is on Japan. We have not done too many Asian countries and there's a band coming on September 30th called Otoboke Beaver. They're a Japanese uh, group of five women, I believe, and I'm going to go to their show. And so I've been speaking with their general manager, George Gargan, In the United Kingdom. George, you got to help me out. we got to do this interview. I'm sure there's a Japanese student listening who would be a translator for us. This could be amazing. Anyway, as you can see, I'm always looking for people to interview in the city. And if you know of anybody who would make a great show, a great interview, please send a message on tfa.radio on Instagram or tracksfromabroad at ciut.fm. We are halfway through today's show, number 43 on Palestine, and it's time to get into the kicker an awesome interview that I did with Bashar Murad earlier this week. You are listening to Tracks, Tracks from, from abroad. abroad. Today you are listening to CIUT, and we are joined by Palestinian artist Bashar Murad.
6: Thank you for having me.
3: We are very excited to have you, and you just told me it's your second time coming to Toronto.
6: Yeah, I came here uh, last time, 2019. Uh, and it was for Canadian Music Week. I came here with a bunch of Palestinian artists, uh, nice. and we got to perform at the festival. Uh, we had uh, Rasha Nahas, uh, maisa Daw. It was us three. Uh, very good. At the yeah. Okay, nice. Well, the way that
3: I heard about you coming to Toronto was Basement 254, I believe it's called, is a venue just downtown, and mm-hmm. you're going to be playing there coming up soon, right? Yeah, on Wednesday. What do you expect? I mean, I've seen some of your, your performances. They're very colorful. They're very performative. What's going to be like?
6: I love mixing all types of mediums of art together. So you're going to see a lot of fashion and music and visuals and theatricality. And mm. and I like my concerts to be a space where people can, you know, be themselves and kind of let go of all their limitations and just feel like a child again.
3: Interesting. Yeah. All right. I saw uh, one picture you were performing in a dress. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a big black sort of cape on. Mm-hmm. Where do these come from? Do you make the costumes
6: or do you have somebody you work with? So I work with a lot of different fashion designers uh, from Palestine, especially. And through my platform, I usually like to highlight all these different artists. The ideas for the outfits usually come from the themes of the song. Hmm. So, uh, you know, gender roles and societal norms and um for example the wedding dress it came about because i wrote a song called everyone's getting married and it's about you know the pressure that we have on uh youth you know to get a job get married and become a provider and yeah. and so i like to make fun of all these concepts that we're used to seeing and you know twisting them in my own way
3: so that happens also in palestine that people are encouraged almost to grow up too quickly
6: even more so i think even
3: more so why do you, why is that
6: I don't know. Uh, It's
3: it's certainly an older civilization than Canada, for sure.
6: You know, um, especially in the east, we're big on traditions and customs and stuff like that. Hmm. And then you get a job and you get married and sort of like these steps that you have to take. Hmm. And what was your
3: pathway from? Uh, Palestine, you're here today in Canada, you've performed all around. What was it like growing up? Where did you go to school and things like that?
6: Uh, So I lived almost all my life in Jerusalem, except for when I went to college in America. But um, yeah, I grew up in Jerusalem and it's a very complicated uh, place because we live under occupation. People have, you know, trouble with their identity. And, you know, the whole world tells you that, you know, Palestinians don't exist and Palestine doesn't exist. And so you have to kind of figure out how to uh, stay rooted uh, despite all these things that the world says mm-hmm. and and at the same time you know it was um, uh, also for a, k- a kid who you know i'm i've always felt you know a little different i was into art and music and like everywhere in the world um especially in schools, you have, you know, bullying and, you know, this these heteronormative ideas and anyone who's different, you know, doesn't have the space to explore themselves. Sure.
3: All yeah. right. Well, we're going to keep talking to Bashar. We're going to come back uh, to continue talking on Tracks from Abroad, but let's play uh, a song from you. And it's okay. always nice to have the artist right here. And we can say, is there a song that you think we should start off with?
6: Since we talked about uh, the wedding dress We yeah. can start with mm-hmm. uh, Everyone's getting married
3: Everybody's getting yeah. married Okay, right here on Tracks from Abroad We will be right back
5: Allez. قد انا مش مجنون انا مش مجنون انا مش مجنون يقول عم بتجوز حوالي وانا مش عارف راسي من الجي الشغله مش اني
3: Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today, we are so lucky to have an artist in the studio, Bashar Murad. And uh, today we're talking, of course, about Palestine. We just heard a song of his. And Bashar, I'd like to ask you about your music. How would you define it? What genres are in there?
6: Um, Essentially, it's pop music. Uh, What's beautiful to me about pop music is that uh, within it, it can have so many different genres together. And so that's what I love to do is mixing, you know, a little taste of Eastern uh, melodies and instruments, but then having like pop beats and mm-hmm. synths and just having that combination together.
3: Now, before the break there, we were talking about your hometown of Jerusalem, and I've seen on your social media, a, a neighborhood that comes up. I, you might have to say it for me, but is it Sheikh Jarrah, something like that? Sheikh Jarrah. Is that your home? Is that your neighborhood?
6: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I basically grew up there because my dad had a studio there. Um, What did he do? What kind of studio? So it was a music studio. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Music runs in the family. And that's how I got into it. Uh, My dad founded a band in 1980 called Sabreen. Okay which means the Patient Ones. It was a pioneer uh, Palestinian band. uh, Really? It's very important.
3: How interesting. Was he someone who performed just in that region of the world or broadly? Did he tour Um, ever?
6: No, they actually toured a lot. They went to Japan, to the States, um, Europe, all over Europe. Yeah. Amazing. OK, we're we're going to I'm going to look that
3: guy up and we're going to have to play some of his music at the yes. end of the show. But going back to this neighborhood, Sheikh Jarrah, yeah. if I'm saying that correctly, what are your favorite memories growing up there?
6: Sheikh Jarrah has a very special neighborhood because uh, it's a very it's a very central location uh, that connects many places in Jerusalem. Having a, a space like a music studio where I could it was kind of sort of my playground as I grew up. Um, I was very lucky to have that, and so I have very unique memories of just you know experimenting with music and just playing and and discovering who I am. So it's a very special space to me, and uh, also it's a it's an area where you know there's a lot of cafes and cultural uh, mm. spaces where a lot of youth meet, and um, so it's very important for lots of uh, Palestinians, mm-hmm. and especially in the news. Um, in uh, 2021 of May, you know, there was a global trend uh, on a hashtag called hashtag safe Sheikh Jarrah. Basically, uh, for those who, who aren't aware, there, there are lots of eyes on Sheikh Jarrah, especially um, by settlers who come and um, for, uh, forcibly displace. Oh. I'm sorry. What is this? This is active shooter. Can you Where? read that? Can you read that for? There's an active shooter.
3: Right now we're getting an alert. Obviously, it's not live. But right now we're getting an alert of an active shooter, in Pe- uh, active shooter in Peel, Peel region, just so you know, Bashar is quite far away. Okay. But that is terrible news. Um,
6: Has this been happening uh, a lot?
3: No, not at all. I've never experienced that. And really, I should have my phone turned off on, uh, <sighs> on the ringer.
6: What does it say? Um, it just says, Peel Regional Police are investigating active shooter, armed and dangerous. Suspect vehicle is a stolen vehicle. If seen, do not approach. Call now,
3: let's think about that. Active shooter is something I've never heard, never heard while well. I've been here in Canada. But that can't be terribly uncommon in in your region of the world in Jerusalem, that there are these kinds of attacks?
6: I mean, we grow up uh, being used to, uh, you know, living under occupation means you have armed soldiers 24 seven, roaming the streets everywhere. Um, So you'll be walking in the streets and see even regular civilians. And I do that with air quotes because um, they'll be walking around, but with like giant rifles, uh, and it's you know it's something that we're very used to seeing. We're used to passing through checkpoints every day, okay. uh, separation walls. Um, you know, a month ago, Gaza was under attack, uh, an hour or like forty-five minutes away from where I live. Yeah. So we're of course we're very used to it, and we don't get these notifications um, okay. that prepare us for that.
3: And I'm sure that you not only see the is the visuals of arms and militarized people, but the sounds. Are there ever sounds that you hear that are yeah disheartening
6: yeah i mean living in sheikh Jarrah, uh, so during the protests uh, so i was talking about that and so uh, when i when i would be sitting at home i would hear protesters outside right. uh, protesting these evic- uh, expulsions. And then uh, it would start with the chants and the protests, and then it would escalate into like smoke, uh, stun grenades or smoke bombs, and then it would escalate to rubber bullets. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, it was like a normal thing uh, to be hearing from my bedroom on a daily basis. Wow. Uh, yeah, and this is kind of the process of how it works. So, uh, so yeah, in Nakba, the 1948 was, um, The first time where, like, mass immigrations were happening to Palestine, and there was, you know, extreme attacks on Palestinians, uh, massacres where Palestinians were... uh Almost 600,000 Palestinians were forcibly expelled to, to the world, um, and replaced with Israelis.
3: Yeah. Now Toronto um, is is uh, absolutely involved in these sorts of issues, and there's protests commonly. And just Good. looking at our student newspaper is called the Varsity, and they recently published an article about this 74th anniversary of Nakba. Um, and that there are these free Palestine protests in Toronto. How do you feel about Toronto and just countries around the world getting involved in, in your fight?
6: I don't think any fight is one person's fight or one group's fight. I think, you know, like they say, one injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. What The world is starting to wake up and see that they have the power and that, you know, their taxes are the are funding the oppression of people around the world. And so people are waking up and saying, no, we don't want to do that anymore. Um, and you know, those who are a little more privileged than others or a lot more privileged have the power to make change. And this is what we should all be aiming for. Yeah, to make this world a little better.
3: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm really enjoying talking to Bashar Murad. He's about to play at the Basement 254 uh, venue here in Toronto we're going to play one more of his songs we'll be back with Bashar Murad in just a moment just to wrap up that tangent about the shooter alert that was delivered to our phones kind of as a, an amber alert something I'd never seen before and unfortunately it resulted in the death of two people including police officer Andrew Hong in Mississauga, uh, Mississauga Ontario he was uh, a police officer eating at uh, Tim Horton's Rest in peace, Andrew Hong, and back to this track by Bashar Murad. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today, we're in the Map Room studio talking with Bashar Murad. <laughs> we're really glad to have him here to keep talking about Palestine. And Bashar, one thing I'm interested in and impressed by is you've played all kinds of different places, including refugee camps.
6: I think 2019, uh, when I played at Dehesh refugee camp. I mean... Where is that? It's in, uh, near Bethlehem. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, And yeah, it was... uh, So it's a whole kind of story. I don't know if you know the Eurovision. Yes, I do. Yeah, so it was being held in uh, Tel Aviv that year. And there was also a lot of protests uh, about that. And so uh, some artists got together and made like an alternative uh, Eurovision called Global Vision. Okay. Uh, And so we held a bunch of shows in Haifa. uh, Here I know in London, I think there was a show. And then the main one was from the Haitian refugee camp. And it was kind of... The purpose was to bring attention to how, you know, on one side there's celebrations happening at the Eurovision and acting like, ooh, the, everything's good and sure. we live in la-la land. Yes. But then on, we wanted to highlight how there's so much oppression happening and people are living in terrible circumstances. You know, um, I, I, behind me, my backdrop was the wall, the separation wall, which separates the West Bank and Israel and mm you know um, it was kind of uh, to, the idea was to remind people how absurd it is that this reality still exists and you know people celebrate the the, the fall of the wall in Berlin but yeah. on, we still have you know the wall here and we need to continue working on you know, dismantling all kinds of oppression.
3: Sure. Where were these refugees coming from and where did they hope to end up?
6: So these are Palestinians who lived in historical Palestine, but in the Nakba and in in the 1967 war, uh, uh, they were kicked out of their homes. And so they were put in these refugee camps. And now the world doesn't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. And they hope to come back to their land, which is inhabited by... Uh, the occupation, so so they're yeah.
3: they're definitely they're between a rock and a hard place. That, exactly. that their home is not accepting them, and yet where else should they exactly, go? Exactly, yeah. Well, um, being a journalist in, in this part of the world is surely uh, one of the most dangerous things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And um, I enjoy listening to Democracy Now. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of, of that course. show before? Yeah. So Democracy Now plays on CIUT um, every weekday at 10 a.m. Um, and recently, they're reporting on a Palestinian American named Shireen Abu Akleh. Abu Akleh, yes. Have you heard of this woman? And yeah, can you tell uh, us what happened to her?
6: Yeah, so Shireen Abu Akleh is a name that every Palestinian and Arabs in general know of because she was a reporter um, for Al Jazeera, uh, and you know we grew up with her narrating our lives and narrating the news every day. Um, so I remember her voice, and you know the way that she signs off every uh, news report, yeah. and you know even her niece is uh, she w- she went to my uh, school uh, mm. back in Jerusalem, and we're friends. Really? Yes. So
3: the niece was the one speaking on Democracy Now, saying Joe yeah. Biden has to investigate yes, this yes, this exactly. death, as you'll explain. Yeah.
6: Shireen has been working for in the field for uh, decades, and uh, last uh, in May. She was reporting from Jenin, which is a city in uh, Palestine, and there were there were a lot of you know clashes happening there, and she was shot by an Israeli sniper for, by the IDF. Yeah, she was murdered, even though she was clearly wearing a vest saying "press," and um, and. You know, it's sad that because she has uh, uh, an American citizenship, there is a little more leverage and a little more attention yes. can happen to the story. It, yeah, um, And I hope she gets the justice it deserves and that through her, we can get justice to the countless Palestinians who don't have citizenship, who have been killed. So you know? this
3: is the tough point of it, is yeah. that she is an American citizen. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible for an American citizen to be um, to receive justice after being killed by Israeli forces, given that she is... Palestinian and does report maybe on behalf of Palestine. I
6: mean, I hope, but, you know, the world, um, at least the governments and the people in power are not uh, with Palestinians. They are they enjoy the status quo. And and um, I hope that there is justice in the world and that we can get um her death can be, you know, vindicated because there doesn't seem to be much hope, uh, you know, in front of us because we, you know, um, we keep get, uh, being let down and disappointed from so many sides. Mm-hmm. But I hope that there will be a shift and that her death is won't go in vain because uh, she was a very special and powerful and intelligent woman that should have lived, you know, for many more years. Certainly.
3: Yeah. I'd just like to ask you, what would you like your music to achieve?
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, music for me is a selfish thing on one side where I want to express myself and, you know, say how I truly feel. But on the other hand, I also want people who listen to it, um, that it could help them, you know, to free themselves and also to wake up to the reality of the world and to see that, you uh, Uh, We're all powerful and we all can do something. And yeah, I mean, I want to change the world one song at a time.
3: There you go. (laughs) All right, Bashar Murad, thank you very much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. We're excited for you to play in Toronto.
6: Yeah, you should all come to the concert if you're listening.
7: Speak her name, whisper words till her return. And though her smile could bring her fame, they say the beauty was her.
3: Thank you very much to Bashar Murad for coming on to Tracks From Abroad. And now we're going to play two Canadian-Palestinian songs. You just heard Immigrant's Tale by Nemesis. And here's another track by that Toronto-based artist. This one is called Hold On To Me. And you are listening to Tracks From Abroad. Thank you very much for listening to Tracks from Abroad today, and we visited Palestine. Next up on CIUT, you're going to hear CIUT Critics Circle from 9 to 10, Viento Sur coming up at 10 a.m., and then just a block called Music from 11 to noon. So I guess that's kind of Russian roulette for you. Don't really know what you're going to get there. And I got to tell you, here's a big announcement. I'm extremely vain So if you don't follow me on tfa.radio on Instagram, I'm going to cry. If you like the show, send me an email, suggest a song, suggest a country. I'd love to meet all of you people. Guys, thank you very much for listening. And now, here, CITU, C-I-U-T's Critic Circle. Bye-bye.